Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey, One Hope Church and One Hope Friends, Peter here, continuing our Bible reading podcast. Uh, This season, we're in the season of Lent, and so we're having a Lenten focus as we go through the Gospel of Mark together. And in today's reading in the Gospel of Mark, we find this man named Jairus, who has a daughter who's at the point of death. Uh, She's sick, and so he comes to Jesus and asks Jesus, would you lay your hands on my daughter? Come lay your hands on her that she may live. And so Jesus goes with him. Uh, Well, as they're traveling along, a great crowd is following around him because they want to see what happens. And, uh, and so everybody's pressing in around him. There's this huge crowd. And in the midst of this crowd comes this woman. And she presses through the crowd. And the text says that she, this is a woman who's had this, a, an issue of a discharge of, of bleeding for 12 years, uh, probably bleeding from a uterine infection, probably, uh, which would mean that she would be Uh, unclean based on the Levitical laws uh, of the Old Testament. And so uh, as such, not only has she suffered from this issue of of, of bleeding all these years, 12 years, and the text says she's tried to go to doctors. It it hasn't gotten any better. They've actually made it worse, and she spent all her money. She's out of money now. In addition to that uh, aspect of the suffering, she just had the suffering and trauma of being an outcast, for that's what she would have been, just like a leper who would be unclean, unable to have normal relations with people. She was uh, isolated and not able to be in regular contact with other human beings. And and so here she is, she's desperate, she's at the end of herself, and uh, rather than just giving up, she takes a huge, huge risk here. She says to herself, if I can just get close enough to touch his robe, I'll be healed. Because she's heard stories about that happening. And so she presses through, knowing full well that as she's bumping into the crowd here, she's making everybody around her unclean. Uh, And so she's, I think, frightened. You know, what if she's found out? Uh, They're going to know that she's made them unclean, but she presses through. She's desperate. And she gets close to Jesus. She touches his garment, his robe, And in that moment, she immediately uh, experienced a healing take place in her body. She experienced the flow of blood dry up, and she felt that in her body, she was completely healed of this disease. Well, Jesus also in that moment, he he felt power go out of him. So he turns around immediately and says to the crowd, who touched my garments? And his disciples are like, what are you talking about? Everybody's touching your garments. Everybody's crowding around you. But no, Jesus says, I felt power go out of me. Someone touched me. And at that point, the woman knew what had happened. And so she came in fear and trembling and fell down before him. And and she told him the whole truth. And uh, I wonder why she was afraid at this point. I I mean, I, I... can imagine she would be afraid, but there's a couple of possibilities. One, she may have been afraid because now everybody knows that she made everybody else unclean and Jesus would know too, and maybe Jesus is going to take it back and scold her for violating the Levitical uh, guidelines. Um, So that's one possibility why she's afraid. Or it just may be she was afraid. Uh, remember in the podcast from yesterday that Connie led us through of the of the calming of the storm and that power encounter when the disciples witnessed that they were, they were terrified. Who is this man who controls the winds and the waves? And so, you know, we read these stories over and over again. And so we're 
uh, where they become kind of second, uh, they become normalized for us, I guess, a little bit. But if you really experience this, the power of God flow into you and you be healed of something that you'd suffered for 12 years, that would shock you. You would be uh, afraid. Think, who is this? I've just had an encounter with something that I that, that is supernatural. And so she comes in trembling and, and uh, bows down to Jesus. And probably it's a little both. She may have been afraid for both reasons. She, she comes to Jesus and she tells him the whole truth. And that is surprising to me too. I don't know if she had to tell the whole truth, but apparently she didn't hold back any details. Obviously she didn't because we know the story. We know the details of the story and her bleeding condition, 12 years and all that. Uh, but she, but so she could have been vague. She isn't. Uh, she tells the whole truth. And Jesus says, as a result, your, uh, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Go in shalom, wholeness. And lots of great lessons in this story. I mean, could think about just the, the nature of faith and, and the role of faith and healing and prayers for healing. Or could talk about how Jesus is not afraid of being touched by someone who's unclean. We already saw that with the leper back in Mark chapter 1. But the thing that really struck me about this account is, is, uh, is that when Jesus really brings healing and transformation to an extent that your person is elevated to a, a testimony that gives really great glory to God, there's a cost to that. Let me explain. Um, you know, if you think about all the stories that we're looking at in the Gospel of Mark, um, these are all real people. This is not made up. And these are, are nobodies in the eyes of the world. I mean, these were people, if, they, if these events didn't happen, if they weren't recorded, they would be in complete obscurity. We would not be talking about them now. And so think about this woman. For 12 years, she's tried to be discreet. She's embarrassed over her condition. She's been in despair, I think even tr- trauma over her condition. But her healing is not complete I don't think until she comes trembling and tells the whole truth. And, and Jesus does, I think, an, a deeper work of healing, too, of not just the physical, but at a deeper emotional and spiritual level and just that contact with the Son of God, speaking those words of healing and, and affirmation to her. And, uh, and, and so she comes forward, and because of this story of her great weakness and, and telling all the details of things she's most embarrassed about, she makes it into the Bible. Her, this nobody, this outcast, she becomes the center of sermons and podcasts for the last 2,000 years. And she's giving glory to God through her testimony. And what is her testimony? What is the thing that is the center of, of her testimony of giving glory to God? It's the very thing she was ashamed of and in trauma over. And, and that's at the center of the whole story and that healing that takes place for her. Uh, if, if that detail wasn't there, there, it wouldn't be the story that it is. And so... It's really her weakness and her place of vulnerability that becomes her testimony. And and so often, I think that's the case for all of us. I, I believe that God wants to, to glorify himself through each of us. But this Lenten season, and maybe today in particular, I maybe just want to encourage you to think about this thought that maybe it is always, as with this woman, maybe it's in the place of our greatest weakness our greatest failure, our greatest need, our greatest embarrassment, our greatest vulnerability, that God wants to use that thing, uh, that condition of ourselves now or something in our past, whatever it is for us, that he wants to use that thing 
to give himself the greatest glory, that he can give himself the greatest glory through our, through our greatest weakness. He can't do much with our strengths and with our polished look and even our great God-given talents that he's given us. But I think it's in when, we, when we really give over our weakness and our vulnerability and our failure and even those things of our greatest embarrassment to him and say, God, if you want to glorify yourself through these things, and so be it, I give them to you. As this woman ultimately did, she told the whole truth. So I encourage you to maybe process that a little bit today. Think about what that might be and give that over to God today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for how you spoke to Paul in, in his weakness. And he prayed three times that something would be taken away. And each time the answer was no. And God said, my power is made perfect in your weakness. I'm going to glorify uh, myself through you, Paul. And it's this weakness is it's part of your story. It's part of how I'm going to do that. And so, Lord, we give our own weakness to you today and maybe uh, give each of us grace to identify that thing. It might be a thing of pain uh, as we think about that, our past, our present. But as we give that to you, Lord, would you bring the healing and would you bring the shalom, bring the peace? We trust you with our weakness. We trust you with our vulnerability. And, uh, and we surrender ourselves to you this day. Be glorified in our lives today and throughout the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.